Geek Card presents Back Issue Bloodbath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Kicking off a golden age renaissance for a character in the DC Universe and proving that this cat has more than nine lives. This is Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young. I'm Petula Neal. And this week we are talking about a story that Petula is very excited to us talking about, and that is Catwoman, Trial of the Catwoman, the first four issues of the 2004 relaunch of the Catwoman series, written by our boy Ed Brubaker and drawn by the legendary Gone Too Soon creator, Darwin Cook. What was really cool is that, you know, they kind of reformed uh, Catwoman, uh, not only reforming her as a character, but reforming her as a uh, as a book, because the Catwoman series previously had been, let's say, much more of like just kind of reveling in being, you know, a villain. The sense that sometimes I do the right thing, but I'm more of, yeah, I'm more interested in stealing that sort of thing. And also in the early '90s, as we've talked before in previous stories about uh, sexy covers and stuff like that. There was a really, in the 90s, a really heavy sex kitten kind of feel and bondage and all that sort of stuff to Catwoman and her presentation. This was a complete reformation of like giving the character a practical uniform, giving her a much more strong motivation for storytelling and, you know, kind of setting her up to be the next big female hero, and in this case, anti-hero of the DC Universe. This was the one, listener. This was the one. This book and the when they did the we're gonna finally tell you Wolverine's backstory. These were the ones that got me back into having a box phrasing pull list at uh Silver Snail here in Toronto. This was a heartbreaking loss when, you know, the apartment I lived in it leaked above me and my like first run like individual issues like oh. got soaked with not just water but it was like from a bathroom so it's like probably poo water so oh, i had geez. to throw them out i yeah. still to this day i don't think i'll ever truly forgive or forget that situation or just like how my landlords didn't get like it wasn't just like regular stuff that was ruined i think it's like they were happy there wasn't more expensive stuff that mm. was damaged but i was like but you don't understand like what's happening right now in Catwoman. like this is this is more than a reboot yeah, and it's like, I can't just go yeah. buy these issues again. These issues are not easy to come by. Yeah. Even a couple of years later, you know? Yeah, this was this was a moment. And it was just everything. From that first cover, you knew this was something. Like, here's now, and whether a certain demographic would blame it on the W word, seeing a character get just even a practical outfit and a good visual reboot that's like not that out of the ordinary but back then mm. getting a character who at one point had a tail and you know they had her in you know skin type purple and hair sort of inexplicably coming out of a cow like it was just they yeah. took her to a point where it's like but she's supposed to be stealthy yeah this is not a stealth outfit this is a closing night drag act outfit. <laughs> and and, and they like, took her yeah. into like practical clothing, but she still is a smoke show. Like, you Well, can, that's the thing. Yeah, you can do practical and sexy together. They're not mutually exclusive. 
Yeah. And they found a way, totally. And it's funny, the way this whole came about is that Brubaker was like, yeah, we want to give her something practical and everything like that, like maybe something that a cat burglar would wear. And, uh, you know, like maybe like one of those tight suits, you know, like the the leather or the, the, you know, that sort of look. And his wife went, you mean like a cat suit? And he's like, is that what they're called? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. He goes, oh, that's perfect. And so, of course, him and Darwin talk and Darwin designs it. And uh, Darwin said, I remember seeing uh, Darwin and Brubaker at the Toronto Comic Arts Festival a couple of years before. Uh, Darwin passed and they did a special night at the Bloor Cinema where they were showing Kubrick's The Killing and they had like a talk before about noir and everything. They got into talking about Catwoman and Darwin said, he goes, yeah, the one regret I have with that suit is had that big zipper on the front. He's like, I wish I hadn't have drawn that big zipper on the front because after that, all the horny boys like Adam Hughes and they goes, he goes, I like these guys, but they're, they're way too horny. So her zipper is all the way down on every cover. And he goes, I wish I hadn't have put that zipper there. Here's the thing. The zipper makes sense though, because she can get out of it quickly. Even the hair being short, like all of this is designed for quick changes in stealth. So yes, while other people did inappropriate things with the zipper later on, I still approve of the zipper in that it adds to a level of practicality, especially for anybody who's trying to go to a bathroom in a cat suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to shimmy. Like, <laughs> just let me, like, crack that bad boy open. Like, I'm just ripping open one of those, you know, roasted chickens <laughs> from the butcher near my house. Yeah. Just let me get in there, get it done, and then get back to work. So, yeah, the zipper, yes. Did it get used in appropriate ways later? Absolutely. Did it again make the outfit the most kind of functional and the one that made the most sense of anything up until that point? Also, absolutely. So, yeah, I was taken in by the covers. I'm sure we've talked about this before. I literally asked somebody at the place I worked way back when these first came out to scan them for me so I could have high res digital copies. This is before the iPhone, children. Again, we're not young. And. <laughs> Because that I knew even then I was like, I want to have these images forever. Yeah. At high resolution. And it's Catwoman. So you're still like, okay, they're finally making this outfit make sense. Let me turn the first page. Like I'm expecting all of your regular Gotham nonsense. It's like, no, it's just her. Yeah. And it was like. What a revelation. Like, oh, she's enough. Yeah. The steps that they took to put this series into play was great you know of course there was darwin cook's graphic novel selena's big score which we have covered previously on the show so there was that re-establishing selena kyle as selena kyle and she like in that story she doesn't even have the catwoman outfit because everybody thinks catwoman is dead and so it's just her as selena then at the same time in the back i believe it was in detective comics i'm not sure but there was a four-part miniseries written by Brubaker about the character of Slam Bradley, which was slowly becoming established as the supporting character, one of the supporting characters in the upcoming Catwoman story. And so his whole story is he's trying to find Catwoman to prove she's not dead. And so while Catwoman isn't in all the parts of that story, she plays an integral role and it kind of presents almost like this myth of the Catwoman in a sense. So when we get to issue one, we've already got all these building blocks in place. So we don't have to build anything. We can just start telling Selena's story. 
And because of that, we get to see her move from being small time criminal and, you know, uh, cat burglar and all that sort of stuff into protector of a neighborhood and how she does things differently from a Batman. And that, that is the most enticing and interesting part of this is watching her come from being somebody who's always had to protect herself from the outside world to then become a protector of others, which I thought was handled beautifully. She also is a better planner or if not better, we see more of the work that goes into like, you don't just walk into someone's house and happen to stumble across a safe where there's, you know, tons of jewelry and money. Yeah. She's showing her work. Okay. So you meet this person who happens to be snuggling up to a Falcone or two and they have access to information about a large amount of funds that will be on the move and thinking up a plan. It's oceansy in that level. Like you're getting, this is in the beginning of this reintroduction, you're also getting a heist run. So we're not taking away anything by not having our full rogues gallery of Gotham nonsense at the beginning if anything, we're doubling down on what she is and establishing that in the beginning. So we're giving her a sensible outfit. We're giving her not just a backstory, but development of her key skill set. And yes, does she look like a smoke show a whole bunch, including my favorite my favorite panel is like when she's just perched on Slam's desk. When uh, he's on the hunt because he's been hired by someone to look for her. and But we see first that view of the other people she's planning the crime with talking about how she's going to get out in front of the slam situation. She just pops up and is just like old school, like more femme fatale. It's just like, but she's doing everything. We're getting all of the elements of her, but the planning of the job, I think was next to the sensible outfit. The thing I enjoyed the most was let's see the effort and time that goes into this like the multiple disguises like the whole everything oh, yeah. was yeah. just she yeah, does she does classic detective work to try to track down who is this person who is killing escorts in her neighborhood and of course her i can't remember the name of her longtime friend who is an escort as well but the two of them have been friends forever and they kind of lost touch and of course well everybody thought Selena was dead. When they reconnect, it's it's kind of like they become she becomes like the perfect sidekick to her in the help of like, okay, I'm gonna help the neighborhood and you're gonna help me help the neighborhood. She even gets to play a character and go talk to the car dealership guy and everything like that. So we establish Selena's way of handling things, and it is like so much better than Batman's, in my opinion. <laughs> we get to see her do detective work instead of how most Batman stories they just show him go punch a guy, you know? Yeah. She's doing the legwork and is trying to be less obtrusive and messy. She's not trying to scare the information out of people. She's trying to, you know, get it in a stealthy way until she has enough facts to make a conclusion. And yes, things can get messy, but yeah, in general, she's just just better. And yeah. So many of the things. So many of the things. Everything that we have Selena doing is very detective, very real world. The comic book element of this, like taking it into like the little bit of Silver Age panache, so to speak, is the antagonist of the tale. You have this guy who throughout most of the story, we see mired in shadow and all these different escorts are saying to us like, oh my God, you're... You're so beautiful. You look like that famous actor and everything like that. 
And because of that, some of these escorts make mistakes because the thing is like, well, I don't usually get a guy this handsome and, you know, he looks like this actor. Maybe it is this actor. So they let their guard down and do things they would never do with a first time John. And during this time, that leaves them kind of open to when it's find out that this guy, there's something wrong with him and their reactions to it cause him to do some terrible shit. He ends up killing these women. And it to me, it was like he's a very one-note antagonist character. But I think when you're setting up the world and what she's there to do and how she's there to protect this neighborhood and everything like that, having a very simple, like, here's the antagonist, here's how she's going to beat him, was a good choice. There was enough smoke and mirrors, so to speak, to hide the fact that he wasn't, there wasn't a lot of depth to this character. Yeah, I, I care very little about them. It it shows more all of the work that Selena has to do to help protect these people that you know. Listen, I'm not going to get political. I'm talking about fictional police right now. But I think it's fair to say, with the exception of one, Commissioner Gordon, most of the Gotham PD is just straight trash. Just throw the whole police force well, out. Uh, you got to read Gotham Central. There's some, there's some goodens, and it's just unfortunately there's a lot of badens in Gotham. Yeah. Are you <gasps> trying to bad apple this? Point no, is- no, I said a lot <laughs> of badens. I said there's some goodens. Yeah. So I'm just saying, when it comes to the Gotham PD, we should read yeah. Gotham Central sometime too. Yeah. Yeah, the See, ratio yeah. the ratio isn't enough to overcome. No, of it, course not. Like I'm talking about, most of the beat cops are trash yeah. in Gotham City, definitely. Uh, but seeing that the the city literally needs a criminal to care about some of the people who are most likely to not get the full force of care and investigation. And mm-hmm. while this is you know fictional and a story that came out over two decades ago, it is a very relevant to now when women of a certain background or socioeconomic level um, go missing or report shenanigans. Yeah. They are not a priority. Yeah. No, the uh, it's always been talked about the credibility of the witness in the situation where lawyers have a hard time establishing a case of assault or sexual misconduct or, you know, death if the victim is a uh, escort or a sex worker because the jury is already mired to think a negative connotation on that. Meanwhile, this is a job you agree on an exchange of goods for some other recompense. Yeah, it's a service. Yeah. And if you were doing any other job and somebody messed your stuff up so much that you couldn't keep doing that job, whether or not they paid you, like that would be something you could go to, like you could file a claim or go to like yeah. you know, Better Business Bureau or whatever. If you rented a car, listener, and then you paid for that car, you picked it up on time, you dropped it off on time, but you, again, this isn't a something that happened to you, it's not like your rear end or whatever. You deliberately took that car off road, did all kinds of crazy stuff, banged it up, you know, rode over every pothole you could find, just pooped in the car, whatever. You should be expected to have some sort of penalty for that behavior. Yeah. But the fact that, and again, I'm using a car to try to be as like not emotional, but like try to understand that and then think yeah. about just because somebody is doing sex work, it doesn't mean they, they don't have rights. Yeah. Yeah. 
there, there shouldn't be a reasonable like understanding of here are soft and hard limits for what this interaction should be like. And I should be able to use these or if I later. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And or survive the encounter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. So Selena eventually does track down this culprit and this, as I said, this is where it gets very comic booky. He kind of becomes a monster. She has to go to some extreme limits to stop the monster. But once this is over and the, the women are safe, that's when Selena realizes her new role is to make this neighborhood a better place. And Ed Brubaker continues on with the series. Darwin Cook bows out. He's taken over by another artist, Redacted Redacted, we're going to call him. They have this great run on some other artists coming as well, where Brubaker establishes Selena Kyle as not only a protector, but also someone who gives back to the community. She sets up the community center and everything like that. Unfortunately, though, because it's comics, things go awry. She has a whirlwind storyline, and it all takes place in one neighborhood. And this particular story is the perfect setup for it. And I really loved what Brubaker and Cook, the world they created for Catwoman, who was kind of always just a secondary player in someone else's story up to this point. It's what she deserved. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It took way too long, but when it happened, it was a relief. And I love that they did this with this character, but then used this kind of retro style. Everything about her story and what she gets to do, how she gets to dress, how she gets to move, how she's not just like somebody's accessory or somebody Batman stumbles along on the way to him really being the protagonist. But then the style being like very kind of like old timey classic Mad Men visual level aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I just love the kind of trick they're playing on you as a reader because you're expecting especially in you know slam has the most kind of old timey like my nose has been broken in many bar fights face yeah like in their interactions but it ends up being completely the inverse no no totally he he's he's <laughs> definitely there he's definitely there supporting her it's it's not the other way around totally uh the other thing that i thought was really good is, and this is something that I know you were probably a huge fan of because it's something you talk about a lot when it comes to these comic stories, the need for therapy. Selena gets herself right, right at the beginning of the story, working through her demons through therapy. We've been waiting our whole lives for this, really. <laughs> and that's just yet another one of the differences. It's uh, character taking control of it. It's not... Oh, I'm getting sent to Arkham. Yeah. And then I form relationships with someone and then oopsie, they end up being, you know, Harleen Quinzel. It yeah. is somebody saying, I need to, you know, navigate where I want to be, but I need to understand what's happened to me to like deal with all of this. It's not just about the outfit. It's the whole character. Yeah. Like when people talk about wanting a character to be fixed, a lot of people have a very specific idea in their head. And sometimes it's make it the way it was that I remember it as when I first read it, make it the way it was when I first like remember liking it. This is probably one of the best character fixes I've ever seen. Like oh, let's yeah. take let's take everything. Let's throw it all on the Charlie Day wall and like look at everything about this character. What do we keep? What do we have to keep? 
whether it makes sense or not. What do we get rid of? What do we double down on? What could give this character like multiple storytelling opportunities in the future? Also, what will just make them a more filled in person? Yeah. And they did it all. They did the damn thing. They did the damn thing. Definitely. Definitely. And of course, uh, you mentioned earlier these covers. And of course, the artwork in between is great, but the covers by Darwin Cook. Spaloosh. Well, that's the thing. Again, you talk about her being a smoke show. Cover for issue one, very tasteful, but very sexy cover. And when they announced that Zoe Kravitz was going to play Catwoman in the Batman, I pictured the cover to Catwoman number one. Because it's like, yeah, no, I can see Zoe Kravitz playing Catwoman because kind of looks like her on the cover of issue one. Yeah, and there's even some stuff in the early heist part that is giving very, like, that kind of Zoe look. Like, all throughout, it's more of a, I'm taking advantage of what you, as the world, see when you look at someone who looks like me. But I'm capable of a lot more. But, like, it's about my quickness. It's about my ability to strike fast. If I'm caught by this guy that I kind of like, Honey, I'm still going to give you like a, a shot in the leg or a gut like before you have time to figure out what's up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, of course, the interiors don't have as a defined look as the covers. In the interiors, the pencils are done by Cook, but the finishes are done by Mike Allred, who, of course, also another accomplished artist that we've talked about on the show before. And it's interesting because the two of them, like, because you talked before about the classic look. And, of course, Darwin, when he drew anything it kind of had that feel of like 1940s like it had kind of had that shiny golden age look to it already doing the finishes kind of gives a modern element to darwin's style and i thought this was such an interesting collaboration between these two artists because they both have very distinct styles on their own to see already complement cook's style in a way that it had never looked like before was such a treat yeah especially some of the scenes at bars where I feel like if it was all cook, especially some of the colors, it would be more in that kind of solo parkery kind of energy. Mm. But you're getting like more poppy primary colors in some of the dive bar meetup disguise situations. Well, I will say, I will yeah. say, so the one misstep that Selena had, I think she went a little bit over the top with her escort outfit because she looked very much more elaborate and done up than any of the escorts we see in this story. I think if she had to tone it back a little, she might not have been figured out by the dude. Maybe, maybe, but she's having fun. She's yeah, having she is. Fun. She's having fun. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. When it comes down to probably one of the best stories from DC in the past 20 years. Like I hold that up as like one of their elite stories and just the depth of character and the, you know, of course the design, the look is like all the different factors came together. And this was at a time when Brubaker wasn't the Brubaker we know, you know, he was not established yet as one of the superstar writers in comics and Darwin this was still before his big hit as well. This was this predates the New Frontier. So like the the career defining moments of Brubaker and Cook had not happened yet. And so to some people this might be a hidden gem. This might be something that they never checked out in either of these creators' careers. 
And if anything, this might be why it was allowed to be as good as it was for as long as it was, because they were left alone. It's a lady character and sales, I'm sure, were amazing compared to some of the other individual stuff for her before. Mm -hmm. So amazingly, it went on for longer than I would have thought it would have been allowed to at this organization without interference or downside and it was very like when they moved off it was i could feel it in my heart when i saw some of those first covers after and to your point the zipper and everything else it was just like oh it's like you're not getting it like you you missed it like Mm -hmm. that meme of the thing flying over someone's head yeah it's like you think you get what people liked about this but you're not getting it yeah and this was, it was almost too good, too pure, too unmolested to be allowed to survive past this initial in this format. But, oh goodness, are we not lucky that it lasted as long as it did? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. As we said, like Cook had a very short run on this, this, these first four issues. Rue Baker, thankfully, was on the book for a few years and the style that Cook had established was carried on by Redacted Redacted. And it is a very enjoyable story. And it is, I think it's entirely, it's recently this year, the entire story of Brubaker's run on Catwoman has been collected into one complete edition that's available through your local comic shop or online, wherever you order comics. I suggest you go pick that up because the entire run is like as Patula said, it is a very exciting run. It is the best that Selena's ever been. And yeah, it's a true like there's a lot of detective stories in it. Like it's it, it's very cool to see Catwoman go from being this kind of anti-hero to a straight up vigilante. Yeah. There's an exchange she has later on with Leslie where she's asked, like, how does it feel to just like help and not take? And she's like kind of weird but good yeah i think if you have been exposed to a lot of catwoman over the years and you think you know what she is but you still like her i think you like this book i think if you really like catwoman you'll love this book but it is a very much it's not giving her straight hero she still acquires things illegally mm-hmm. frequently consistently but it gives us a selena that I could ride with forever and I don't need any of her other dudes. Yeah. At all. Like is does Batman show up? As, of course. Of course he shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is not about him. It has never been less about him. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the the reason why when people always go on about Catwoman and Batwoman for life or Catwoman and Batman for life, I'm like, no, I think he would have she would have been great if she had a you know ended up with Slam. I think they would have been a nice happily ever after in the world of like characters aging and giving up the life, you know? That means she definitely does have like an older dude thing. I feel like maybe Slam initially, once she works out her daddy issues, maybe somebody else entirely. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh man. But yeah, no, definitely it's a series worth picking up. And as I said, a complete collected edition of all. The Brubaker run is available, but of course, these first four issues, definitely worth reading. And as we said in previous ones, so is the Selena's Big Score graphic novel by Cook as well. 
So definitely check all those things out if you want to read some great Catwoman stories. Well, we've come to the end of another episode of Back Issue Bloodbath. Petula, tell the good folks where they can find you. At inatif.com, on Twitter at obesacantawit, O-B-E-S-A-C-N-T-A-V-I-T, and here with you. And of course, you can find everything I do over at geekhardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter at geekhard. Follow this very show on Facebook at Back Issue Bloodbath, where we post a new episode every week. But of course, the easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. And while you're there, leave a five-star rating and review because that will help other people find out about us. And the more people that find out about us, the longer we can continue to bring fun and funny introspection into some of your favorite comic book stories. And that's all you really need. It's a getaway from the everyday comic books and people talking. This has been Back as You Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I've been Petunio. Have yourself a good...